You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm your co-host, Kimberly Whitecamp. And I'm Bobby Lind. And on each episode, we break down the mysteries of copywriting and marketing. During this segment, Kimberly had some issues with her mic, and so you'll hear a little bit of popping. We apologize for the quality, but the information is still great to listen to regardless. You're listening to Chatty with Copywriters. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp. And I'm Bobby Lind. And in today's episode, we are going to have a very special treat for you. We're talking with Mark Mailing at Take Control Marketing, and he's going to share with us the one in three formula for writing any ad that you can think of. But before we get into that, you know we all like to have a little chat first. So Bobby, what is our topic for today? Oh, all right. Got a good one. We're going to take us way back, back to when you were younger as a child, you know, sometime between those ages of like seven to 13, when you really wanted something from your parents. Um, So first question that we'll kind of discuss is what did you want that you really loved and uh, potentially even how did you go about trying to convince your parents that that's what you wanted? Oh boy, that is, you know, I always have really uh, hard times with questions like what is your favorite? What did you really want? But this one, this one is easy. So uh, my family is a family of sci-fi geeks. Um, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but if it's science fiction, uh, we're pretty much in love with it. And uh, one of the the really big things that my sister and I, when we were kids, really, really, really wanted to do was we wanted to go to Star Trek The Experience. Now, sadly, it no longer exists, but it used to be this in-person experience you could have in Vegas, where you got to walk on the bridge of the Enterprise, and you got to encounter characters and there was a museum and there was a gift shop but I mean it was like a full we thought it was going to be like a full day thing that you could go and like experience Star Trek because we're nerds and that sounded like fun um and and how did we go about getting it uh I do believe for like a year straight my sister and I would try and casually drop we should go to Vegas in conversation (laughs) um and explain why it would be okay to go uh, because neither of us were over 21. Obviously, we were children, and Vegas is not necessarily known for uh, being the place to take your kids, so we were trying to, like, come up with all these different things that we could do while we were in Vegas, but also, really, we just wanted to go to Star Trek The Experience. Mark, how about you? Well, you know, it, it's interesting, because uh, I might be just a tad older than you guys, but, uh, you know, for me, uh, I have an aviation background, so everything I wanted in revolved around airplanes, and I, I remember at the tender age of nine wanting one particular model airplane, which nowadays kids don't put those together very much, but back then it was big. Uh-huh. And man, I just... I, I waited specifically for a specific time. I knew if I asked my mother instead of my dad, that would work better. And I knew if I'd wait and do it like as we're doing dishes, you know, after dinner. And man, I had to promise, you know, that, oh, dad, oh, I'm, I'm going to take the garbage out until I'm 56. And, you know, and all that. And so it was, it was a real effort. And uh, I think that's part of what gave me my love of marketing. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. I, and uh, I, st- I started, uh, I, don't know, I think I wanted a dog. And I knew that if I asked for a dog for either of my parents, either mom or dad, the answer was going to be no. So I did the classic kid 
can I have a horse? Right. And then they went, no, <laughs> you cannot have a horse. So then I would just casually get smaller. Okay. How about a donkey? Right. <laughs> and they were like, no, you can't have a donkey. And I just, I, at that tender, I had to have been probably nine or 10. So probably close to the same, the same as yours, Mark is I just got smaller and smaller and smaller in my animal, or I would go crazy. Right. I'm like, can I have a zebra? And they're like, no. Then I went, can I have a crocodile? I mean, I went through every possible animal combination and I finally went, what about a dog? And then they were like, we can do a dog. (laughs) Did you get a dog? One-on-one. Uh, we, we did, we did get a dog. And in fact, my family has had dogs since that point in time. So that was, it worked and it worked really well. (laughs) Talk about an early introduction to marketing. I I know, I know. Right. So, so that, that, and that moves us into our topic where, where Mark, we, uh, we, we'd love to get more information about that. Yeah. I mean, what is it that we were doing at such a young age? Bobby, that was marketing. That was pure yes. and simple. And Kimberly knows it. This is absolutely the most basic elements of marketing. And part of what we want to talk about today is what I call the simple one to three uh, relationship between one word and three bullets that can take just about any ad and pump it up. So oh, if you fantastic. want, let's just break right into that. Let's do, let's jump in. All yeah, right. Tell me how to do this oh. one. In three. I'm intrigued. Oh, I, I have to tell you. Well, the word is, is everybody ready? Research. <gasps> I need to research before. I, I hear everybody who's listening yeah. groan because I guarantee it. They were all hoping I had some magic hack that was going to allow them to spend 0.2 nanoseconds and quadruple every time they put an ad in. But no, I'm sorry, it's research. But the thing about research is, when we research these three points we're going to talk about, I guarantee you almost every ad I've ever reviewed that's failed, fails because of these, one of these three reasons. And the first one is exactly what you guys were doing and what I did, and that is knowing who is your ideal prospect. For me, I knew it was my mom. I knew it wasn't mm-hmm. my dad. And so that targeting for me was easy as a child. As we get older, as we move into business, we have to know who it is that we are trying to reach. Unfortunately, you talk to most business people and they'll say, um, everyone who breathes, it could be my customer. Yes. And, you know, and I service start, everybody, right? It's yeah, I, I, my business you know, is perfect for everybody. Everybody needs air conditioning service. So when you say, oh, okay, how about the people in Guatemala? And they go, oh, well, no, 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 not them. And you go, ah, now you started to recognize who mm-hmm. is your ideal client. Yeah, and what about the person that lives in an apartment? Exactly. Yeah, no, no. So, yeah, it does. It, it helps to, to narrow it down. So it's the more you know about your, your ideal prospect, preferably the, the beginnings are things like uh, their age, their sex, their, whether they're working, whether they're married, do they have kids, do they own a house, do they rent? the basic things like that. And then if you can really get into how do they feel? What are they understanding right now? How do they see life? The more of that you can get, the more you can highly target your ads, not only to them, but also what you're going to write. Now, when you're, when you're talking about that, um, how specific do you get in creating that avatar? I mean, is it 
like you almost build a person or do you build a generalized idea around who they are? Oh yeah, no, absolutely not. You are building a person. You are building one person you are going to communicate with. And especially if you write your own copy, this is very important because most people when they write copy are writing to customers and you don't, you want to write, write to one customer. And so, you know, that's, that's gotta be key is that understanding. And the more you understand, the more you feel like, you know, we are a part, uh, you know, we're family, we're together. I know your background, the easier it is to be, to do the second step. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, you know, if you guys are, if our listeners are wanting to know a little bit more about how to find your real audience, we actually have an episode on that that we just recently released. So make sure to check it out. So, so Mark, uh, after we have that, that ideal person, that, that one person that we are absolutely writing to, what is step number two? The second step is real simple. Now you know who you're communicating to. So now you have to figure out what type of language messaging is going to get their attention and bring them into your world by addressing their needs, their wants, and their lifestyles and benefits for them. And oh. that messaging is critical. So you mean you don't stand in the bar with the giant megaphone and shout at everybody? Well, you could. That's part of the segmentation of the first one. But the uh -huh. second thing is, I, you know, I use just a slightly different analogy. Uh, anybody who's out there and who's a business person and who's married with kids, you know that you don't talk the same way, at least hopefully, to your five-year-old daughter as you do to your 16-year-old son as you do to your spouse. What would help? sure. Uh, now, and if you do, you finally get to learn what a divorce lawyer is. <laughs> but the, the whole point of this is absolutely you cannot communicate the same way to each of your different avatars. Let's just say you're communicating differently to men and women. It makes a big difference. I mean, you can oh, talk to a guy like you're sitting at the bar and you talk to a woman the same way and it's a great way to get your cheeks red. You know. Slap. Uh, bingo. Um, so it's the same way in marketing communication. So it's critical to learn how to communicate with that avatar using words and phrases that they understand. Now, so Mark, here's a question for you that I know a lot of a lot of businesses tend to have. What if they really do have more than one avatar? Do does this mean that I need to create a different message for each avatar? Or, I mean, how specific does it need to change when you're building this message out? Well, for me, my personal belief is yes, separate messaging. The yeah. best way to go after an avatar is to be able to communicate directly to them. When your avatar is uh, Jumpin' Jane, the single mother who has got two kids at home and is working full time, you cannot communicate to her the same way you do uh, Frank over here, who has got a nanny. I mean, it's just, it doesn't work. And so I personally sure. recommend, and there are ways that you can do this using almost every media so that you target those specific uh, people that you're looking for. Uh, yeah, I can't agree more. Um, we've talked before on the show about the importance of segmentation and targeted messaging. And it really does come back to 
you know, you can't talk to everyone the same, not because uh, oh, we're all different people, but because we all have different concerns. We all have different things going on in our lives. And it's like, if I see this one ad, is it going to speak to me where I am right now? Or is it going to speak to just some, who I was three weeks ago when I, I don't know, something else major changed, right? Mm-hmm. Great point. Well, one of the things that I enjoy is collecting advertisements and ads and, and landing pages. Um, and most people who are in any form of business and any form of selling, that's really what they should do. But I really enjoy finding the good ones and the bad ones. The ones that shout at you and go, hey, business owner, attention to this. And then it goes into something that is talking about not even anything that's really related. And then you're wondering where they're going with that because their messaging is off, right? Or they're trying to... You know, they're trying to specifically speak to women and they use language that makes women go, what? So or you get those advertisements like clockwork every month from your bank that's offering you um, a home loan or a car loan when you don't have either of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and my experience with small business has been substantially uh, in line with exactly what you're saying. But for example, I was reading one today. It was a website that's trying to talk to doctors and it's talking about uh, a UX, meaning user experience. Ooh. And I'll tell you what, aren't a whole lot of doctors speaking UX. I mean, it's like- There aren't a whole lot of copywriters speaking UX either. You've got to explain that right now. Exactly. Well, well and that's what's, what I find really interesting about that is it, it, it's the messaging is off. You're telling people what you know, but not meeting them at the level that they need to hear for the message. And one of the biggest ways to lose your audience that I find is by using jargon and shortcuts um, that you know because you're in the industry and you do it day in and day out. But that doesn't mean that your, your reader, customer, potential uh, prospect uh, understands that information. Yep, I agree 100%, which leads us to the third... Uh, point here of the three, and that is now that you know who you're talking to, now that you know the messaging that they need to hear, now you can go and find a media, which is also a delivery system that's going to take that compelling message that you sent and put it in front of your ideal prospect. And just between you and me, it's just like pizza. I love pizza. pizza. Let's. Oh, I like I this analogy. Pizza let's is go. the food of the gods. Let's, let's pizza is, pizza is the food of the gods. Yes. Well, you know, I have to tell you, it's very, very simple. Here you are uh, with a you know little pizza parlor. If you're delivering the pizza, if you deliver it to the wrong place to the wrong person, that's a fail. I mean, they, you're not going to make any money from that. Well, that's because you didn't identify your ideal prospect, meaning the person who called in for the pizza. Mm-hmm. So, okay, great. Now you got it to that house, but it's awful pizza. Oh, it's or it comes cold. to my house with anchovies on it. Oh, it's cold. <laughs> it's, it's even if it's what you ordered, it's cold. It's oh. mushy. It just doesn't do it. Well, that's the equivalent of the message. So here you Send it to the right people, but the message, in this case, the pizza is awful. What kind of message does that send? But the most important part is, does it matter how the guy delivered it, whether he came on a unicycle or in a Lamborghini? It doesn't matter if he goes to the wrong address or the pizza is, excuse my French, crap. 
then, you know, it's not going to work. And it's the same in advertising at every level. And that is when you pick a media, you don't pick the media first because it's just a delivery service. You got to know who it's going to. You got to know what the message is. And then you find a media or delivery service that puts it where you need it. Well, and then it's important to understand the media as well. Because one of the things that I find interesting is when somebody is on Pinterest and they post something on, they, they try to pin something that would be better off in a different medium. So whether it's, you know, your Facebook status, right? You, you say something in Pinterest and it's like, hey, what's everybody doing today? Question mark. And that's it. You're like that, it, but it doesn't fit the delivery system either. So it's important, it's important to make sure that you follow along with the oh, delivery right. Once you start into media selection, I think we could do a whole nother podcast because you're absolutely yeah. right. Picking a media is not a, you know, oh, great, let's go out and do it. I mean, one of the, one, to me, one of the most famous ones was the uh, union that was trying to organize coal miners and they used skywriting. Uh, <laughs> no. Wow. As the plane is writing in the sky, but right. underground doing what they're doing or they're okay. in. Okay. I'm, sh- I'm sure that worked. All right. Well, unfortunately, that's what I see a lot of. We have people that, you know, will jump on a media because somebody walked in the door and said, oh, my gosh, you need social media advertising and we can do it. And nobody does the first two steps. So the third one fails. Yes. Yeah, it's it's so true that, um, you know, you shouldn't pick your media first. It doesn't matter what the trend is. It doesn't matter if, oh, the, the newest format for doing for reaching your audience should be on this social network that no one's heard of yet, but in 10 years, it's going to have a billion people. And it's like, but are, are the people you want to talk to there right now? If the answer is no, it's not the right media. And I, I think that's such a great three in one formula for you, for, for people to use is that you have to do steps one and two first. Step well, three really, is choosing the media. Yeah. What's really neat, Kimberly, is if you do this research as a small business person, that research is going to last three to five years. So even if you hire somebody to come in and help you do the research, you've got an investment that lasts three to five years because every time you look at a media, you're already going to know exactly what you need. Awesome, Mark. So I want to switch gears for just a little bit and kind of move from you know your, your specific steps. Let's say that we've got it all put together, right? So we have you know, we, we, we have all three bullets. We've got it. We've done our research. We've got our avatar. We've got the delivery system down. What are some of the reasons that a, your target market doesn't choose you? Well, first of all, we know that it, on any given day, only three to 5% of people are in, in the buying window. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like if you're selling, uh, um, you know, life rafts on the side of the pier, you'd be a whole lot better selling them on a sinking ship. But maybe you can't be on that sinking ship. So you, you first you have to realize not everybody's ready to buy. Mm-hmm. So easily one reason people don't buy. Secondly, you, get, you look at your messaging because sometimes your messaging is wrong. Too many people believe their messaging should be buy my stuff, buy my stuff. My stuff is better. Oh, my stuff is cheaper. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's not messaging. For sure. To, to, to be fair, I've, I've had, I've got a client who really wasn't doing any kind of marketing and I kind of went, you know, I could literally write, buy my stuff and send it out and you'd be more successful. I won't because it's bad. It's bad marketing. But, um, 
we, I mean, she didn't, she didn't really have much of a call to action or it was, it was very off on tangents and all sorts of stuff like that. I'm like, no, we need to focus and, you know, dial in our message and everything like that. So totally understand that. Well, you know, another, uh, it'd be a whole nother podcast talking about how do we completely analyze a failed campaign because failed campaigns can happen, but it's the, the, the real money is, it's not that it failed. The answer is you either have one that wins or you have something where you learn. One of my favorite phrases around failure is there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. So take it for what it is, adjust and move forward and, and keep going. Yeah, I agree. Right. It's, it's absolutely right. Don't you agree, Kimberly? I, I do. And, you know, I think that's a really great uh, setup here for how to create your own ad, how to create any kind of marketing campaign is you can you can choose the right audience. You can have your messaging. You've, you figured out your messaging. You can have the right delivery system. And if it doesn't work, then you go to the feedback stage. And then you move forward again with the changes because it's not a failure. It's, it's something didn't work, which means you need to go back to the research. You need to go back to, to figuring out more about your audience, maybe your messaging, maybe, maybe the delivery system is off. Maybe, you know, I, I really wanted to see the pizza guy step out of a Lamborghini and, and bring me my, my slice of pie. Um, <laughs> that would be a very interesting experience for sure. So just a, a brief recap here for, everyone uh, you know the three in one method for creating an ad on any any system is number one you have to know your audience and you have to research it and your audience should be one person right when you figure out your your avatar it's, it's a person it's not just oh we we talk to everyone between the ages of 25 and 60. uh then the next part is to really get your messaging done and to use the language that that your uh that your audience uses as you said, right, doctors don't know what UX is. If you talk about UX, for doctors, they're not going to know what to do next. And then the third part, of course, is to then pick the right delivery system because you already know your audience and you already know your messaging. And you, you just have to go from there. Uh, any, any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to add? Well, uh, you know, the, the real point of, of all of this is that uh, every small business can do this. Uh, I find it's been tremendously successful and it's very basic. It's not like some in, incredibly intense thing that nobody can do. Um, but again, if you find that, that you know, you're having a tough time taking control of your own uh, marketing, bring in an outside expert. Uh, the idea is just get these steps done and then you'll be able to watch the results that will blow you away. And so speaking of outside experts, Mark, how do, uh, how do our listeners get in touch with you if they want more information? Well, I, I, I dropped a little hint there. I'm very big on small business taking control of their marketing. And my company's name uh, is Take Control Marketing. Uh, so the whole way to get a hold of me is simple. It's Mark, M-A-R-K, at TakeControlMarketing.com. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters. Once again, I'm Kimberly Whitecamp. And I'm Bobby Lind. And our guest today was... Hey, Mark Mailing. Thank you so much, Kimberly and Bobby. It's been great. 
Uh, thank it's you. Been great to have you with us, Mark. And if you'd like to listen to future episodes of Chatting with Copywriters, you can hit the subscribe button at chattingwithcopywriters.com or listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, or iTunes, uh, whichever delivery system floats your boat. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, please give us a shout by filling out our contact form uh, on the website. Thanks for listening. Thanks.